are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT for November 17th, 2020. There is quite a few news items this week, so let's just get right into it. First thing is the HHS has reported more than 2 million patients have been affected by the breaches that were reported in October. So the data comes uh, through some new reports that cyber criminals are using industry standard encryption methods to start attacks that bypass detection. And this is just a snapshot of just October. So just in one month, more than 2 million individuals had their records actually exposed in about 60 different breach cases. And, you know, what kind of information? This is all PHI. So protect the health information um, of these uh, individuals were leaked. And what's interesting is that a lot of that actually took place over email and about 40% of them took place over some kind of network server. There were three of the breaches that occurred within the actual EMR itself, including one of the incidents at Mayo Clinic, where that employee is now fired. But it is also worth noting that this report, it's its a report of October, but not all breaches took place in October. They actually found that some of the breaches occurred earlier, like in August or so. But basically, it's just uh, something to note that cybercriminals have created, you know, really complicated or sophisticated different types of attacks that kind of, you know, go through phishing or go through exploits or go through malware. So just be very careful working at these institutions, you know, it can happen to any institution that doesn't really like, just don't think that it doesn't affect you. Um, really, it just can happen anywhere. All right. So the next news item is Cerner, Epic, and NextGen are leading in making outside patient data usable. And this is a report that comes from class. So basically, Cerner, Epic, and NextGen have been leading in interoperability, making sure that these vendors can handle outside data, progress notes, workflows, and other like usability metrics that they can just pull in and then be readable in their systems. And, you know, interoperability is something that we always try to achieve. And these three vendors have been able to progress, but class did not see any expected progress from other vendors like Allscripts, Athena Health, CPSI, Clinical Works, and some of the other ones like Meditech as well. All right. Next thing is CIOs seek analytics and automation and EHR integration to improve uh, their supply chain. So the COVID-19, the surges are affecting all the supply chains. We have a bunch of shortages all the time, you know, PPEs, medications, things like that. So they're trying to figure out ways to make it more like real time, more visible, and also have things that will help predict when the inventory and pricing will change and uh, when lead times are and like what the demand trends are. Of course, you know that the COVID-19 pandemic is uh, starting to hit another wave. Uh, I mean, it's arguable that it's another wave. I think the first wave never left, but it's another increase that will cause another shortage. And it would be advantageous to have these kind of technology tools in place to help us with that, to kind of know when these things are going to happen and therefore allow us to prep so that we can actually accommodate for these kind of situations. Next thing is uh, Banner Health. They actually did something really cool. They were able to reduce uh, alert fatigue and uh, doctor burnout, actually, from using some of the tools that they were using in their center system. So this is something that may sound obvious, but I guess it's not really obvious unless you start seeing it in practice so they were able to identify how the alerts were kind of inconsistent between different positions in the hospital or organization. So they were able to flex the alerts to certain positions that really need to see it versus the other positions that don't need to see it, but then it's like interrupting their workflow. So this was able to be split between nurses, uh, providers, and pharmacists. And then they also 
realized that they were able to customize some of these alerts. So maybe some drug interactions didn't really um, have relevance in their patient population. So then they were able to customize those for uh, those specific situations. So by doing that, it was able to optimize their workflow for the alerts and then reduce the alert fatigue that was uh, burdening the physicians. And on top of that, it wasn't just reviewing these in reports, but they're doing this as data-driven dashboards. So they're able to identify quickly which areas that they needed to optimize. Next thing I want to talk about is Google Cloud. They actually unveiled some new AI tools that are going to be helping with healthcare and uh, analyzing unstructured medical text. So that's, I think, really cool because one of the big issues is the codification of medical text. And when you're having something like, um, you know, a dictation where it's all like free text based on a dictation of a provider's like notes, like progress notes, right? It's very hard to put that into a meaningful manner. So the AI tools that Google Cloud is um, unveiling is going to help with that. It's going to look at this unstructured data and try to assess it to provide some meaning to it. And, you know, one of the applications of this is that it will be listening to a provider speaking with their patient, like in a visit or so. And then it looks at all that unstructured text and starts putting meaning to it or, you know, trying to learn from it to pull out important pieces of information for later review. So it's really cool. Um, I don't know how advanced it is now, but, you know, with these things, it's just over time, it'll start learning more and more and we just get a better system later on. Another news I know on more global level is the NHS England. Uh, they're calling for a law to require greater sharing of patient data. So there was a draft of a report that was leaked that looks at how doctors and pharmacists can be supported to review prescriptions. And I think the key thing to note here is just that there needs to be wider access uh, in this report. That's what it says, that many eyes can actually look at these prescriptions and the prescribing data and spot any problem for any of the prescribing apps that are out there. So it's basically just to make sure that more people are working together to get these things done. And, you know, information blocking is a thing <laughs> and it's always been an issue and topic of controversy. So this is one avenue that's kind of like looking to address that. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens. Next news item is frontline workers say that they spend more time on EHRs than patient care. And honestly, I am not really that surprised. When hearing this, because there are a lot of things that you need to do for documentation in an EHR, and it does seem to take away from patient care or the time for patient care. So this report came from an IoT vendor called SODI, and it's a wide-ranging survey of different frontline workers, and they said that, you know, when there are new systems or new technologies to help cope with the COVID-19 pandemic, it's been causing them to try to learn it or, you know, connectivity failures or glitches and system failures. And it results in them having less time for the patient. And I think it's just important to note because, you know, we roll out all of these different technologies, uh, new innovations and everything like that, but sometimes without proper testing and without the proper testing or training, then we have these like failures that are going to be causing uh, less patient care time available. And even if you do everything right, uh, you always got to account for that too, that there may be something that's unforeseen. That may just cause an issue once this system or tool goes live. And the last thing I want to talk about is Change Healthcare. They unveiled a new tool on social determinants of health. And it's actually analytics for social determinants of health. So that's pretty cool. Social determinants of health have recently, I think I mentioned this in a few months ago, I think. Um, there was recently a new definition of social determinants of health and how it affects informatics. 
So it's cool now that, you know, there are more tools, especially this one from Change Healthcare, that are going to be looking into that and being able to pull that data and provide more meaning. So it looks into things like education level, ethnicity, financial stability, housing status, and a bunch of other things. And they map it so that they would see correlations of the social determinants to the clinical care and the patient's outcomes. So this is done so that they can better assess and provide the right things that are needed for these patients. All right, so that's all the news items I have for today. I know there was a lot, but if you guys want to check out more Healthcare IT News, check out healthcareitnews.com. That's actually where I get a lot of my sources to try to stay updated in that world. Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy and me and remember technology is the tool patient care is the goal